Hey everybody, what is going on? Welcome back once again to a brand new episode of Sweeten Up Podcast, season number two, episode number 68. I am your host, Jeff Spencer. Thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. I greatly appreciate it. Whether you have for an entire season or you are today for the first time, thank you so much for joining us. However, if you are just joining us for the first time, take a look back at our library of 67 episodes anytime you want, anywhere you subscribe to the show. As always, if you like what you hear on the podcast today, please be sure to subscribe anywhere you get your podcast so that you never miss a future episode. You can find the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Sweeten Up Podcast. With that being said, my guest on the podcast today is my man, Paul Mannion. Paul Mannion is the owner of the Green Grunion Food Truck. Mannion has wowed foodies at breweries across Connecticut and at his home base at 100 Mill Plain Road, not too far from our studio in Danbury, slinging his critically acclaimed San Diego-style burritos. A few years back, Paul joined forces with Lisa Tesson, owner of La Zangara and Echo, now called Vesta, in Bethel, Connecticut. He also joined Chris Sanzeni and Kevin Arrington to open Broken Symmetry Gastro Brewery at the historic railroad station in Bethel. Paul is the real deal. We had a fun and wide-ranging conversation, touching many different topics and what Paul's been up to, the starting of the food truck, and everything in between. Our conversation spanned close to two hours, so we've decided to break up our conversation into another two-part podcast episode. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here is part one of my chat with my man, the nicest guy around, and the San Diego Burrito King. Mr. Paul Mannion. Joining me on the podcast today, live inside my apartment here in Danbury, Connecticut. I'm so, so thrilled, and it's such an honor to get to chat with this individual who's sitting right across from me on my couch. He's the great and powerful, the owner <laughs> of Green Grunion Food Truck and a legend in Connecticut. Mr. Paul Mannion. And Paul, how are you, buddy? I, I'm doing all right. Doing all right there, Jeff. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I, I appreciate you uh, bringing me on, man. Honest to God, it's, uh, as I was just saying, you, you must attest to this. It's reciprocal, my friend. Yeah. It's reciprocal. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. Anytime, man. This is Honestly, great. This is so cool. It, it, um, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I as much as I've been in this business, uh, specifically, obviously, with the Green Grunion, uh, but just the many parts... Um, I, I've enjoyed this with the right people, especially, and, you know, so far, only a few seconds in, so good, so good. Awesome, cool, good to know. Well, thank you, man, yeah, I appreciate no doubt. No doubt, it, I appreciate man. it. It's a cold night, man. The fall is, like, crazy right now. It's it's hitting oh. so hard. I mean, you must know that as a food truck owner and everything, but it's a good night to be inside and do a podcast, for sure, and just kind of kick totally back agree. and relax. Totally agree. One place I start with my guests and I have for a while now, especially considering all the events of last year is, you know, how did you get through such a tough time? Because, you know, as you know, last year, COVID-19, you know, the lockdown, everything like that. So how did you get by? How did you manage on a, on a business level, a personal level? Uh, and I'm just curious to get people's insight on that. Uh, I think like the vast majority of people, um, it was difficult, man. It was very difficult. So in a, in a nutshell here, uh, I decided to, with my uh, fiance Deb and my daughter Charlotte, uh, she's about two and a half years old, decided to move down to Asheville, North Carolina, where my uh, my mother, actually my mother lives in Hendersonville, my, my sister lives in Asheville, but the whole idea was to bring the truck down there, 
Um, I'm obviously a, still an owner of Broken Cemetery as well, but it was an opportunity to kind of maybe have where half my family's down in Asheville, half is up here to kind of be able to live that little bit of dream of of having a place I go to when I can, kind of established, and then coming back. So um, what happened, unfortunately, was we I left in February, late February 2020, and uh, I got down to Asheville um, in a few days with a friend of mine. We had a great trip, actually, a little bit, a little bit legendary. That was the best part, probably. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, but it was my, and then my my uh, my fiance, Deb, and, and the baby came down, and we all were going to, the whole plan was to live, um, honest to God, which is a little scary, not much bigger than your apartment, maybe about another 500 square feet. Now, the your apartment is small, but uh, with gotcha. my, my, it was my mom's apartment with my mom, again, my fiance and my daughter. So we were going to, we had our own room there. We were just going to kind of start there, get going, get the truck going. After I made a few thousand dollars just working, go from there. Unfortunately, what happened about two weeks in, I was working at a bakery and, uh, and it was cool. I was actually helping them consult a little bit. And I was thinking that this would be great because I could use this as a bigger startup money they're kind of a mom and pop but they're very well known it's called west end bakery in Asheville, and uh in west Asheville. and so it was kind of working that way and then covid came and just shut everyone down you know about three days after it happened in connecticut it happened in north carolina so then we were kind of sol you know because not only uh getting inspections and doing all that but just finding a place to go it was just people didn't want to talk to you you know interesting so i squandered about three months um uh, I, I think I collected once during that time, but it was just a very interesting time. I mean, I was on the brink at times with my my um, my spouse to be, and and it was just all of a sudden this this kind of idea of of sharing a tighter space to get going that would have worked if we were all actually doing something became a shutdown. You know, became a, it became almost a bunker, so to say. So the pressure, you know, it just it became unfeasible, really. Uh, I struggled quite a bit with what to do and whatnot, you know, whatever. And then around uh, June, I really had to start making decisions. I came back up here. Already my, my fiance and my daughter had come up to kind of like, you know, come up and start starting things up here. I was thinking like, do I bring the truck back up? Like, is that such a failure? Oh, my God. Right. And, you know, all the things, all the thoughts. Right. But it just got, came down to the fact that when I came up to kind of see how everything was, I ended up talking to my coworker, uh, Mary Ortiz, who is... I often say the uh, the brains and beauty of the truck, you know, and we've been working <laughs> together for six and a half years. She is, I mean, phenomenal. We're family at this point. Um, yeah, you guys crush it. And then, yeah, and she and she basically, you know, we had a little, I came out just to say hi and catch up. And she's like, how's it going? I'm like, terrible. And <laughs> I'm like, how you doing? She's like, I'm not really working either. And and again, like now you can't find work and there's so much available. I mean, you know how it was a year ago. There was nothing, nothing. So right. All that just came full circle, and I just was like, I have to do this now. I mean, because of the following, because I had responsibilities that I wish I was here more for at, at Broken Cemetery at times, to be honest, because of, of many of those factors and really just the survival of my, my family and, you know, getting off my mom's back, really. I, it was a lot of those things, but really just, yeah, just, you know, making the, the almighty buck. Uh, I drove back up in, a, in about a weekend, and we started back up again in July of last year. And it's pretty much been just Mary and I. We can get people sometimes. So we've unfortunately missed some of the bigger things, but we've been grinding. And <laughs> as up and down as it is, it's been it's we've we've totally redeemed ourselves in that way, and and we're on the up and up. So it's been good, Jeff. Yeah. Damn man, that's interesting. That's I know, right? That's, that's interesting. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. so cool. That's yeah. that's that's a that's a journey. It's a journey, man. It was. Uh, Huge test, you know? And again, everyone yeah. had, I think, their own little test there. Right. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things that just... The fact that, my, yeah, my spouse and I, my family and I, 
have grown that much more that way. And, and uh, just the perspective on all these things has come full circle. But even though I'm still in there grinding, it, it's like it's just it's just a very interesting run of events that I think if it just happened to me, uh, it would be like, oh my God, like I have a book coming out next week that's going to be amazing. But because I, I knew that in so many other people's ways, it was, especially in our industry, it was happening to them. Uh, you just kind of roll along, you know, and just try to get back to where you were, really. Yeah, no, and I and I can't wait to never speak of COVID again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got yeah, COVID yeah, yeah. and it was awful. So did I, man. And, um, so did did I. you? Yeah, yeah. How was but, it? But for I was you? okay. But yeah, you, how was it? Not good, huh? For me, yeah, I had all the symptoms. Yeah, for about four or five days, really high fever, um, or high temperature, whatever you want to call it, and just yeah, all the, all the symptoms. A flu flu times. I think the headache was the worst part. It was one of the worst headaches I think I've ever had, like ever in my life. Yeah. Um, thought my head was gonna like, like no no relief points, no relief, and oh, nothing you did helped. Um, and then I didn't get my taste back, and I've said this before on other episodes, so. Um, you know, I'm just dating myself, but I didn't get my taste back for like a month, about a month after yeah. I recovered. Um, that, that's how I knew so. I had it was, was I was talking and I was kind of like, yeah, I don't feel so bad. And I was talking to my sister and, and I come my, both my sister are educators, you know, so they're like on the, the precipice of it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, but I know there's no taste thing, but it's only been like a day or two and I have a sinus thing. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? Get tested, you asshole. Like, what the fuck? Right. And uh, <clears throat> I uh, I did and I had it, but luckily nobody, nobody that I was with got it. You know, the worst part was making all the calls, you know, hey, what's going on? And everyone's like, how did you get it? You know, it's like one of the thousands of ways anyone got it. I don't know, but like, I'm sorry. And, you know, Oh, what a pain in the butt. You know, it's funny about that. Like, uh, <clears throat> same on my end. No one else got it. My dad, who I was with at the time. Which um, is the biggest blessing. And my, and my girlfriend. Oh, man. Um, no, one, no one got it. People yep. I was in direct contact with, no one got yep. it. So, yeah, definitely. And I just quarantined, did my thing, and yep. popped out. And that's, and I give, I had the quarantine, but didn't even feel. So it was like uh, it was like the worst staycation ever. You know, it's like, yeah, right. hey, come hang out. Oh, you can't. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess, uh yeah, well, I'll just be by myself. Yeah, it's four o'clock. Uh, <laughs> a bottle of vodka. I mean, no, 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 it's fine. No, I'm just going to uh, watch the NFL Network in September. <laughs> or, or sorry, March. But in any case, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. So listen, Paul. Yeah. You have one of the hottest food trucks in the state. And yeah. you have for a while. And we we, we spoke about this uh, earlier. But what I what I want to know is... Have you always been into cooking? Have you, you know, where does this come from? You know, bring me back way early. Where are you from? Sure, you know, yeah. Everything like that. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so Bethel, yeah, Bethel, uh, my father is a Bethel guy, was a lawyer in Bethel for years. Uh, grew up in a house next to where he grew up in on Grand Street in Bethel. Um, my mom is is uh, actually from like Missouri. They met through my aunt, blah blah. blah. I mean, two totally different, really personalities and people, but uh, she totally accepted. Like my, it, it was a good relationship. Married, you know, we uh, they had a great relationship growing up. I was beyond blessed to have the parents I had and the family I have. Um, and so, yeah, I would say early on, I, I was, uh, you know, intelligent to a certain degree for sure, but I just never really liked school. <laughs> <laughs> Me and, neither. <laughs> uh, and I remember talking to my mom, like even crying when I was like, uh, you know, 13, 14, just being like, I don't want to go to fucking school and blah, blah. And I'm like, I just want to just go cook or something, you know? 
and it, and it never really went right to that, but I, but it like I, I was just it was in the mind, you know, and it was always intriguing to me. I always had a huge palate, like I always loved everything. I was a kid who had swordfish on his fifth birthday, you know, and and my mom was like, "What are you doing?" You know, and I was like, "Eating the hell out of it." I mean, obviously not not a skinny boy. I was, um, so uh, so yeah, it really started with that. I went to University of South Carolina. I met a lot of good friends. I finished here at WestCon. Jumping ahead a little bit. And oh, then, nice. And then West moved, cool. moved out. Yeah, finished fish Westcon. Definitely. I mean, cool. All, all good. I mean, it was, I uh, came back home. I was like, oh, man, like Westcon. What the? But I had a great experience and met great teachers. You know, I, I got my degree in communications. So after I finished that, my father had passed away around 2004. And I was like, man, I just want to kind of get the hell out of here for a little bit. You know, as I've said, you know, actually, I told you earlier, I mean, Bethel is, is a fantastic place. Yeah. I'm totally on your Bethel bus of, of joy and pleasure and goodness, but it's like a great <laughs> place to raise your kid, a great place to uh, grow up in. But otherwise, it's good to just get out, get a little perspective, live a little life, you know. Oh, of course. So went out to San Diego, and um, that was uh, definitely yes. the beginning of it. You know, yes. uh, friends from South Carolina had already lived there. My best buddy in the world from Bethel uh, was getting his master's at San Diego State. It just was like the perfect timing. So went out there and and you know hand to the sky the first day i woke up my buddy's couch and he's like all right man let's go and i'm like all right where are we going and he's like, going to go get a california burrito and i'm like okay you know like there we go you know it's <laughs> gorgeous out there's, here we go you know, beautiful people everywhere beautiful that's people. awesome uh it was um <laughs> it was great so we go out and, he, and he's like yeah you're gonna get this california burrito. And i'm like what's that he's like it's uh you know carne asada like steak and fries and blah blah and i'm like fries like that's it's fucking weird, man. And he and he's like, uh, he's like, no, no, it's not. Honestly, it's like tradition, man. And it's not like a, a Pittsburgh sandwich thing. Not like it's a bad thing, but it was like Permani Brothers. This is what, yeah, exactly. I have a Permani Brothers sweatshirt in my closet over there. I'm like, I, you're like, it's I have hilarious. A I should in the show freezer. you. Let's oh, I wish, I wish. But that same kind of, but it was like, in in a way, it was like being like, it's not just stuffed on the, in in a good way that that those sandwiches are, but it was more like, like this was just an integration into the burrito culture, you know. And I'm like, whatever, right. And I had it. It was awesome, and obviously, and uh, <laughs> obviously, and, and like in in San Diego, there's taquerias on every freaking corner. So like, you don't like Taco Bell exists. Rubio's is solid, but I mean, it's whatever. It's fast food, but you don't do any other any other things. Like it's kind of foreign to us. Like it, it's as much as we have delis around here. I would say that's the equivalent. You know, like you can get a bacon egg and cheese everywhere around here. You can get a some kind of burrito from Roberto's or Alberto's or or you know like Taco Surf or whatever it might be. That's pretty. Um, that's pretty legit. And but that's just the thing. So it's it's like you have your place and uh, that's just what you do, or your place, your neighborhood. Even if it's not your favorite, they have something you like, you know. And so you know, I lived there for about three years. Uh, came back and um, was uh, how great is the weather out there, huh? Oh man, it's crazy. Uh. It's crazy. You know, it, it's. Hey, this is the truth, though. This is a, this is a good reason you brought that up. I mean, it's it's a paradise. If you go and visit, everyone who visits is like, dude, <laughs> like, why did you come back, man? Like, this is the greatest <laughs> place ever. Blah blah. All right, like anything that is kind of a, like if you ever go to Hawaii, same kind of idea. It's like it is amazing, but you're also <laughs> an outsider in a world that doesn't exactly love you. To be totally honest, like like. <laughs> Ask how many people from the East Coast have moved out to San Diego that have legitimate San Diego-born friends. <laughs> There's nil, bro. I mean, like, because they're looking at you like, you asshole, like you're taking up our property in our space, and you're like, let's get drunk and pretend to surf, you know? Right, I mean, it's right. just so funny. So, uh, gotcha. But but anyway, so, it, but it was, it is amazing. It is amazing. I have and, a friend over in San Diego, my friend Steve Anano, he's a comedian out there. And, dude, uh, that's... 
cutting his teeth and it, it's, it's it's cool to see awesome. so yeah yeah that's so. awesome one of my one of my college roommate who lives out there adam heiner he's actually done very well for himself owns a place called boochcraft and it's a it's a it's a booze kombucha kind of idea he's big into uh of course san diego he's big into um aero yoga which is like acrobatics acro yoga which is like acrobatics and yoga this dude again like my roommate we used to take bong hands and hang out all the time this dude is like just on the opposite of me and and i mean i'm a good i'm in a good way in many places but he's just ripped and like healthy and and doing this company and doing all these things and he was the guy he was the guy <laughs> from that crew everyone else went out and had fun and whatever he like crushed it crushed it so that's awesome. but anyway yeah so i was out there doing that that was really my introduction for that i came back home started working at uh risotto's and then i was like i want to manage a restaurant because i just want to kind of get the business side of it more you know Worked there for a while, uh, ended up leaving there, but got promoted, which was cool, and then um, went to try to do comedy in the city. Little side yeah, that's right. There. That's yeah. right. We were talking about that. Talk, and, to, me about, uh, talk to me about that. So, <laughs> so, uh, so always wanted to do that. That was like my, that was my, you know, I should be, if I was, if I ever make people laugh more, I, that, that would be the show because it was like I made a shirt when I was like a preschool. My mom framed, like, I want to be a comedian, and it was like me juggling, like, you know, like, I mean, not even funny. <laughs> but, uh, but it was... Um, it was always kind of the thing. So I, I tried doing comedy. The only problem is if you're not living in New York City, even if you're going down there or, or trying to do some open night or open mic nights, right? Or doing someone around here, which is just kind of like, it, it's like you literally have to attack it almost like your boy is. I'm sure in San Diego, you have to do it where it's literally your job. So you have to have these time slots, and whether you crush one set or get murdered or whatever, you just have to start getting immune. You have to start taking your shots again and again, and then you get familiarized, and then someone gives you a time and blah blah. And I, and I was going to, at the time, with my girlfriend at the time, I was going to move there. And then I got a job at, at La Zingara to pay the bills, La Zingara in, in downtown Bethel. And it quickly became family for me, really. Um, Love that place. Oh, yeah. And at least it's so, and the owner is, is like uh, and, uh, sister. In, investor above Best now. friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and a partner in, in Broken Cemetery. Yeah. Uh, is very much a mentor to me. And, and I mean, one of my best friends, uh, family, almost the same. So in such a weird way, it just kind of like trapped me in, but not in a bad way at all. Just in a way of like, I as much as I knew this place and lived here and thought of it as the ooh the fancy place to go. Once I became part of it and saw how truly real it was in this business of unfortunately a lot of illusion, it was like such a breath of fresh air. So it just really encapsulated me. And and uh, never went to the city. And but about two years in, three years in, I'm a I bartended there. I still pick up shifts there, but I bartended there full time for eight plus years. But about two three years in. I started thinking like, all right, I got to do something on my own. My girlfriend was teaching in Thailand. We were out and uh, sleeping in this little little hut by the by the ocean. I'll never forget in in Koh Samet in Thailand. Wait, and, uh, wait, what? Yeah, and I was just a quick quick slide, and you'll hear it in Koh Samet. And, and I'm sitting there, and she's sleeping, and we're probably gonna break up. She's teaching out there. This is my first time visiting. It's great, but I have Whoa. this. I have this thought. This is no joke. This is the truth, and I have this thought. It's like a, it's like an epiphany. I'm like, I'm gonna do a food truck, and I'm gonna do. I had a different thought, but I'll tell you, maybe tell you that later. It's another concept I, I still think I might do, but I'm like, I, I'm gonna do a food truck, and I'm gonna do something with it, whatever. And and I came back home, and I'm like, I'm gonna figure out how to do that. 
Wow. And, and the God, the hand of God's way it happened was I, um, I don't know why I keep saying that. I'm not. That's really, so cool. I'm not religious at all. You but, were all but, the way over. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Oh, dude, all the way over to Thailand. That's and so cool. So, I love how all of a sudden we're in Thailand. Yeah, I love we're it. Thailand. I was trying to make that quick, but it was basically like trying to jump ahead to the fact of like, Lazingaro was there working full time. So cool. With, with my girl. At, at no, yeah. Here. We're kind of fading, but she's teaching six months in Thailand, like a lot of people have done, you know? So I go and visit her, which was, was great, you know? Right. And, and wow. such a great experience, Very but that's cool. when I kind of had the epiphany. So I came back home and kind of made it my vision of like, I'm going to get wow. this truck. I don't have any money. <laughs> like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> but uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Let's do it. It was the first time, like, I have had a few things in my head always that I'm like, I'm gonna, these are the things I'm going to do, you know? And so it was like the first time I'm like, I don't know if it's right, blah, blah, but just fucking jump, man. It's time. It's time. It's go time. So it's go time, 100%. So I, I, you know, asked a few people for money and wrote up a little business thing. But, yeah, I mean, it was all right. But And I, a few people close to me were kind of like, I don't, I don't really see it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this burrito truck and, and blah, blah, blah. And, and that can hurt sometimes a little bit, even though I totally understand. But it's just like when you know that they have possibly the expendable income just to at least maybe give you a little kickstart. But at the same time, listen, you got to go for it, you know. So we were, I'm out bartending one night. There's a bunch of women on the, uh, this is at La Singra, and there's a bunch of women at the bar, and and you know I'd say like mid forty, you know, just kind of hanging out, like, and I'm just giving them a good time, and um, we're talking about stuff, and she's like, oh man, one of the, one of the the women's like, or like, oh, oh man, you know, uh, thanks so much for the great night, Paul. Like we don't get out often, and uh, I wish we could do something for you. And I'm like, well, if one of you were a banker, I could I could you really use a loan right now? A woman says to me, Paula Giacconi says to me, really? I'm a banker at Wells Fargo. Come down and talk to me tomorrow. I'm like, oh, ha, 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 like, whatever. Yeah. She's like, yep, come down and talk to you tomorrow. Oh, wow. So I go down and talk to her, and, and the first few things we tried to get the loan didn't work. And I'm like, ah, listen, like, thank you so much for trying. Like many things in life, I think like many people, you kind of think like, oh, man, like, I, well, it didn't work, but I guess I gave it a shot, going back to the same shit I always do, always life, you know. And she's, <laughs> like, and she's like, no, 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 we're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. And to her fucking credit, she made it happen. Enough happened that I could pick up the rest to the point where at that same bar, Three months later, or I guess at this point more than that, six months later, when I'm already like the truck is getting me built, everything's going, and, I, and a regular customer who um, is actually someone very close to me, but a regular customer says to me, "Hey Paul, um, he's a he's a CFO at Gillette, good dude, right?" He's like, "Hey Paul, uh, what's up with the truck? Why aren't you getting it going?" And I'm like, "Hey man, I just you know you have ten thousand bucks. So if you have ten thousand bucks, I can get it going in a week." He says, uh, "Yeah, I'll write you a check tomorrow." No joke. Really? Swear to God. So I went to his house the next day, and he wrote me a check for $10,000. Straight up. And like you said, like you saying, like, uh, oh, man, Paul, it's an honor to meet. You know, it's great. It, it's, it's like, think about what I just said. Like, accepting a check from pretty much a stranger outside of someone you know from your workplace, a bar. Right. right? And... Uh, you're like, what the, what's up? <laughs> you're like, yeah, like, like, what's like, what's the catch? Like, yeah, what's going yeah. on? Like, yeah, this yeah. Is, like in my life, you know, right? You know, I've been pretty privileged to a certain degree, but I've never had money, really, never. Right. And so it's like, I, I don't, and like, what's the like? Oh my god, what? What? Uh, but it was that first kind of thing of like, obviously, this guy believes in you more than probably I even believe in myself at this point. You know, went from there to uh, to finishing off the truck, and then I opened in uh, it was July, like it's July first, two thousand thirteen. Wow. Boom. Oh, my gosh. Burritos. But I told people throughout the process, they're like, what are you doing? Oh, I own a food truck. Oh, nice. nice. Where are you going to have it? Danbury? What? <laughs> yeah. What are you, you going to sell? 
Oh, San Diego style burritos? What? People <laughs> <laughs> were like, okay. And now like, it's just like I know you enjoy the, the hottest the, the thing Chima, around, my friend. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it's okay, you know. But is that what you're going to be selling out of there? A really burrito? I'm like, yes. I'm going to be making food. It's going to be awesome, you know. Like, well, but I, I, but the vision was never. The vision was always small. The vision was always great. I'll have a little burrito truck. Like, I'll make great food. People will come, and that's it. But it was right at the advent of, of yeah, everything social media explosion. And then, yeah, you know. Yeah, so food trucks were getting hot. Food trucks were, Social yeah. media in This is area, hot. not really yet, but it was like, that's the thing in general. Food trucks were getting, like, like that movie came out, the Favreau movie came out like a year or two after I opened the truck. Like, uh, they were having the Great American Food Truck Race. Like, it was, it was becoming, yes, it was becoming this, like, dude, you gotta, that's what, I mean, I'd be lying if I said, I didn't think about it. It was like, oh, man, like, that's kind of cool, yeah. That's cool, real cool, Paul. And uh, you know, now my opinion would be a little bit different, but yeah. Because right now, food trucks are really hot. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. they're they're so hot. They've never been hotter. They're popping up like breweries. Um, well, I think some of that is due to COVID. I would say for yeah, sure. Yeah, people are seeing the flexibility, but I also think that uh, Connecticut is. I mean, like you know, Connecticut is just where we are. We're we're not like super late to the game, but we're just a little bit after. So I think that yeah, you see, I see more and more trucks in the last three years pop up. Than ever in the time in the you know eight and a half years that I've been doing the truck, hundred percent. Wow, you know, and but I think people are doing it smarter. A lot of people, and you know, the other thing is a lot of people still have that illusion, like they have an all. I think every industry person who's listening to this would understand that is that illusion. It, it's just our the respect for our industry already is not that it's it's meant to be low. Just subconsciously, it's low because people are like often say, "Oh man, when I retire." I'm going to open a food truck or when I retire, like I'm going to open that bar that I wanted to do. It's like, it's much, much more, as you know, as I, again, everyone in the industry knows it's so much more than, than sitting at the bar and having you be the man. You know what I mean? Like, it's like everything more than that. So, uh, some will fail, some will succeed, but I tell you what, everyone who takes a shot, everyone who takes a shot, it's, it's, uh, I give them all the credit in the world, man. Cause it is easily the hardest thing I've ever done easily. Yeah. And you put so much craft and love and, care into what you do and the food and, and the burritos i mean we were i was just talking to you before about how you know the burritos are just incredible i mean they're almost like the size of them they're almost like small <laughs> they're almost like small children you know small babies and um it's just awesome and you know it, it when i saw you you know when i saw you last week that was so great and and i hadn't seen you since before the pandemic yeah and we were we were talking about that as well before before we started to record but Definitely talk to me and talk to people that are listening who maybe, you know, are not familiar with the, you know, the Green Grunion food truck. What exactly you serve up and what kind of dedication and love goes into these, uh, these, you know, what yeah. you do. <laughs> I mean, honestly, God, it, it's um, so simple, as you know. I mean, it, it's a limited, it's a small menu. It's basically named items only. So it's like imagine walking to a deli and being like, oh, you have seven sandwiches and they all. They're all that way. All right. You know, so initially, you know, people are a little bit suspect when, you, when you're, you're going to serve them something that may have something in it they may not like, you know. So that was a little bit of something in the beginning. But basically, it's San Diego-style burritos. So my experience is uh, in San Diego, it's a little different. So more component-based burritos. Obviously, there is some rice in San Diego, believe it or not. I mean, I know I don't oh, serve yeah. it. But there, there is some, but it's just not as much the epicenter, you know. So instead of 
having even some kind of homogenous idea between that and Chipotle, which is based after San Francisco Mission District. So the big thing on the West Coast, gotcha. like at least California, gotcha. is it's not Tex-Mex or whatever. California is San Diego and San Francisco burritos, right? Gotcha. You probably ask, like, why not L.A.? Like, sure, L.A. is kind of a, a little bit of everything, uh, more taco-based for whatever reason, but they definitely have burritos, but, like, there is an actual style and, like, unspoken war um, between San Diego and San Francisco. Mission wow. District, San Francisco, and San Diego would be like wow. <laughs> I guess you could say the borough district, but it's really everywhere. And uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah food so, wars. So that's very much so. But that was like the original. People used to argue because San or San Francisco very quick. Like you know, Chipotle is big, big burritos, even bigger. But steamed tortillas, you know, sealed off, but not really with that like uh, toasted seal kind of idea, like on the griddle, and stuffed with rice and beans, which is fine to a certain degree, just different, right? San Diego is more the component base, so more of like the stuff you want, the meats, the veggies, the cheeses that. Things that like you really kind of pay a little bit more for, still obviously good sized, and then that you know griddle seal kind of idea. So you get the kind of you know crunchy. You should at least get like kind of a bite outside, a little crispiness to the outside of the tortilla, and then all the goodness on the inside. Um, and I was like, man, if I can just show people that, there we go. You know. So basically, that I mean, that's really where it started with about seven different flavors that we still do today. I started bringing on empanadas because my coworker Mary, who yeah, the um, empanadas, dude, it was. Well, it, I was there at the food truck last week. People were yeah. ordering them left and right. Oh, and and who? Yeah, she's a Spaniard and she's Ecuadorian uh, born, but raised her kids in Spain. Like again, talk about taking chances. She moved over there when she was like twenty three with three kids to Spain. No connections besides like her aunt, and wow. and raised it up and like is. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll bring me on another time, and I'll, I'll give you another. We'll just be a sneak peek to something else coming. Sure, but I'll, but I'll tell you. But anyway, so she's fan, she's phenomenal. She's the one who makes the hot sauce for for the oh. truck and for the brewery, like all you know. Anyway, so the um, hot sauce. I actually uh, I still have some left over oh, uh, in my fridge as we speak. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, so so anyway, so that was the whole thing. And I was living in Bethel at the time with a roommate of mine who was a, another waiter at La Zingra. And I'll never forget the first time I got it right. Like, I'd been going through some different recipes and, you know, pulling some stuff online and kind of thinking about what I didn't like about it or what. And I just remembered. I just, my best thing, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I am a a chef chef because I never went to culinary school and I respect chefs so much that way. But I'll tell you one thing. I, I do have a good, I have such a, a food memory. Like, I know exactly the flavors that I want. And so when I do make them that way, it's like I know it's right. And I'll never forget, I woke up my roommate, and I'm like, dude, he'd never been to San Diego in his life. I'm like, try this. I made a Cali. I'm like, try this. And he ate it, and he's like, it's fucking good, The man. Cali's my go-to. I like woke him up from a nap. He's like, it's fucking good. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. So that's, yeah, that's your carne asada, your steak. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, we marinate that in, in a lime mixture. We try to do for at least, yeah, at least like 24 to 48 hours, and then grill that, and then... Um, <laughs> Uh, French fries, which uh, we used to make from scratch, we don't as much now in the truck. It's just it was such a hassle. We still do it at the brewery, um, and then fresh cut cheese, which is a huge difference. Uh, it's not that it's like taste night and day, but the melt factor and the crispiness, like how you can get it that kind of crispy. Um, and then you know fresh pico de gallo, obviously Ugh. guacamole. We it's all. I mean, people. That's kind of the, always the question I have to say. They're like, is that guac or what's the guac dip? Or so it's basically like. In San Diego, you, you like you squeeze it on, so you have to thin it out somewhat. So it's 100% st- straight up avocados. It's just a little bit of lime in there, a little bit of lime juice, and a little bit of salt, a little bit of, of a little bit of onion, like a little, just nothing crazy, but just enough so that it can be spreadable. So yeah, say, you know what I mean. Uh, oh. And then the crema, which is another thing that <laughs> to this day <laughs> people are like, yeah, I don't want any cream. 
on my burrito. I'm like, no, it's not cream. It's crema. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, I don't want any cream cheese on there either. I'm like, no, it's, it's not cream cheese. <laughs> but the thing is, once I get people to try it, even if it's usually What's crema? It's like creme fraiche. That, that's, what, that's what is, that's the sour cream component of, that's in every single one of our burritos. Gotcha. So it's creme fraiche. Basically, it's sour cream and heavy cream. And again, a little bit of lime juice. Oh, a little bit, a little bit of onion. I mean, simple okay. things. I know it but, tastes good. I just never, exactly, I never exactly. dived so into it. It has like a tanginess to it, right? Uh, a lot of times, <laughs> I'm one of those people uh, that uh, like, if I yeah. like it, I don't even, I don't even. Question. And, and you shouldn't because I don't even question it. That's the thing, you know. And, so I and, like to just ask when I get the chance. Dude, some people, some people do it mayo based <laughs> in Mexico, just the same. Okay, yeah. Uh, we do just do it sour cream based. I think it's just gotcha. It just adds a little bit. I kind of like the overall roundedness of the flavor, but the, it mainly it's just to be a little bit of extra richness with a little bit of lime, a little bit of acid. Um, and yeah, a lot of love, bro. A lot uh, of love. Yeah. All the love. That's what yeah. I always, that's a special ingredient when people ask, what's in that? I'm like, yeah, your oh, Twitter, your, your Twitter oh, posts. Man. I love your Twitter <laughs> posts, man. They get, they're so positive. They get me so fired up. It's awesome. I, uh, I love it. I, Hashtag SD Rito love. SD Rito love, man. I love, I love. The, one of the, my favorite outlets, because this business and life is so stressful in the way of like performance wise or getting it going or being on time or having shit break or whatever. But I love being a dumbass online. I love it, man. <laughs> I love it. I love that I don't use ing ever. That I use n and and a an apostrophe because I'm like I'm like slinging, man, rolling and slinging. You know, I love that I that I that like I connect a little bit of the innuendo and people are like, oh, whatever. But I still have friends that are like, dude, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like rolling and like, rolling, like you're not, like you're not commuting. Where are you today? What's going? And I'm like, stop being such a square, man. Because like, guess what? You'll find out anyway. Because you'll text me or whatever. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate that, Jeff. Thanks, rolling, man. slinging, rolling and slinging, bro. Rolling I love it. You're slinging. We're sweeting, yeah. sweeting up. What's you're slinging. On, I love. It. <laughs> you know, one cool thing and. I feel like, you know, I was looking at apartments, you know, when I was when I was moving, I was looking at apartments all over Danbury, Brookfield, a bunch of different places. And I decided to move here just because, like you said, when you came here, it's quiet, it's yeah. nice, it's peaceful, it's 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 a nice community. Every you know, every, everyone here is really, really cool and I, yeah. I love it here. But one also you're, really cool you're part. Close to the truck. I mean is I'm that's right, the only reason you live here. That's I'm <laughs> right I'm right down the street. And you know what? When the <laughs> Before the, I didn't, I didn't realize before the pandemic, I thought that, you know, you kind of just went to different places. I didn't realize you had yeah, a, yeah, yeah like yeah. a base, yeah. like a home base. And that is super cool. And that's actually something I also learned recently, uh, with my friend, uh, Ben with the bovine food truck that yeah. we were talking about before they Very have a cool. home base Very over cool, at man. home, uh, at floor and decor now. I heard about on that. certain days. And, and so that's cool that, that. You kind of know where that truck may be on at certain times. Yeah. And so yeah, so you being so close is so great. So obviously I stick very close to your Twitter so that I know when to come down. Yeah. So tell the fine people where's the home base and how they can find you know, obviously Twitter, but how they can find yeah, them so when as, you're open. <laughs> as you can imagine, I would easily say uh eighty percent of customers who come, like regulars or people come will find us now through either through Twitter or Facebook. Every time that I come out, I post, okay? Right. But this is a big point of contention <laughs> with about 20% of my families, I would say, because like I'm not there when they want me to be there. Easily our biggest complaint, easily. If you look at any Yelp review or anything, easily our biggest complaint is like, 
why wasn't he there? Because, God damn it, I wanted my burrito. And I totally understand. It's going to sound like I'm making fun of him, but I'm not at all. Right. I, I, at least I'm not intending to. More than anything else, it just goes to show that like, as much as I try to make it right, so to say, or I try to make people know where we are when we are, there are times when I literally cannot post because I am still in a position of like, oh, man, I hope the... Hope the truck is, uh, hope that thing I was working on comes together today. Because <laughs> if it doesn't, then I just posted and I'm not going out. And nothing is worse than posting. As bad as it is not posting, nothing is worse. In my eight years, I would say eight and a half years of po the posting and then not being there. Because it's like, you know, one thing, you can't find me, you're annoyed. Or you go to Facebook and you look at the schedule and you're like, hey, you weren't there at that time. Understood, understood. But if I tell you, hey, text me or, or you're on Facebook or Twitter, and uh, you do, and then I, I'm still not there. Oh, shame on me, Paulie. Shame, shame <laughs> on me. No shame on the grease. Shame on this guy right here. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, but, yeah, that's God. the best way. I mean, I'd say, yeah, Twitter and Facebook uh, are the best. Instagram sometimes, but um, <laughs> I'm a little older, so I uh, my Instagram game, while it can be fun sometimes, I mean, I'll, I I love Jason from Rice and Beans and, you know, who, who owns Craft now oh, here in, in Bodega. Yeah. And he he's is killing uh, it. He's killing, killing it. it. And, he is and one of my favorite people, it. like when he started in, uh, he came to me just asking a few things. And man, I was so happy to help him. And he is one of the hardest workers in the game. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've ever known. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, but I just have to say, like, it's so funny because what he puts it, what he put it into social media very much made him explode. Right. And I was like, man, I like, I love that the personality and whatnot, but I'm like, I, I got time for that shit. I can't be doing that. That man, I, again, it, it made me into it more, and I, and, I, and I need to get you know again. Like, while well, I'm an old, I'm an old dog doing some new tricks. I, I there's a part of me that still needs to get better, 100, percent and I enjoy it, but I'm never at that pace of maybe where I should be with the Instagram game, you know. Yeah, him and I talked about him coming on the the podcast. Yeah, and uh, but then but then he got so busy because um, then he was doing craft like behind yeah. the scenes, and then yeah. when I heard that popped up, I'm like, oh my gosh, like. He's killing it. He's killing crushing it. it. And killing I love it. I love all the places and and um he's, uh, and he's Bodega is amazing. I look up to him for a lot of things that you know, he's I would even say passed me by on with certain in certain ways that it, it now I look at it and I'm like, "Wow, man, like that that thing that he wasn't doing as much before, he's now doing more of." And that can make me be better at the at the the Instagram game, so to say. You know what I mean? It's like you just see people that maybe you even mentored a little bit at one point, or just tried to help out, and then they start doing things that again, it's not like a competition by any stretch, but it's more like it, it just inspires you more to be like, wow, I could still, you know, maybe I could go for more, or maybe I could try something else, or maybe, whatever it might be. So he's uh, yeah, rice I, and in beans. My, in my opinion, rice and beans is legendary, legendary, like you. Legendary. It's yeah. like it's and right like the up there with the, up, like with the with the, the, the setup you would put out right. and the fountain. I mean, like it was just oh wow. yeah, oh, it was yeah. just like like dude. Oh, I remember just, seeing that and being like, yo, never, this guy's never this guy's on a different level. He's on a different level. Yeah, like, he's seeing things like for me. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're carrying around like, dude, you have to put all that shit. Up. Fuck that, you know. Like, and so I'm like, I just want to make great food. And then you know, I mean, like maybe all those comfortable places. He's like, no, no, fuck that. I'm giving you the hotel room. And then I'm like, yeah, by the way, you got room service. And you're like, holy shit, that room service is good as fuck. Right, know, right. So, yeah, Talk to awesome. me about your truck. It's so cool. Like the paint, the paint, you know. Yeah. Uh, just everything. The, the, the graffiti. You 100%. Know, the, the paint job, uh, the graffiti, whatever you want to call it. And then just how you found it, how yeah. it came to be. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Because it's cool. So, like, because some people, 
a lot of food trucks are different. Some people drive, some people uh, tow their yep. food trucks. Yeah, so do, do the, do I'm the, always the, curious. Yeah, yep, the the uh, the cart, so to yeah. say. Um, yeah. So uh, I got my food truck from a place in Jersey called Food Trucks Incorporated. Um, <laughs> Easy enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. I should have known that because uh, <laughs> I don't recommend it. <laughs> I would say. I mean, it, it's not the worst in the world, but um, uh, let's just say I got the truck and it looked so good, and the kitchen was. Mwah. But I drove it out of the place. It was a little side story. I drove it out of the place. And it no broke joke, down. man. And uh, the brake line went. And Ooh. the main mechanic at the place was behind me. And he was like, dude, I think your brake line just went. And I'm like, oh, well, I have a two and a half hour ride back to Connecticut. So uh, maybe I don't want to die on the Garden State Park. Or I guess, you know, you have the turnpike because you can't put trucks on there. Anyway. Uh, oh, my gosh. It was terrible, man. And if that, honest to God, if that guy wasn't behind me, I might have fucking died because my entire brake line was shot. And I went back to the place after he fixed it. And was like, man, you know, you, I just spent X amount of thousands of dollars on this thing, dude. And like, you know, maybe you could just make it that much. You don't have to have the most perfect. I know you guys aren't mechanics first, but like, holy shit, man. I was, so that was my beginning after forking over more money than I could ever fucking imagine. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, it, it was that, brought it to Connecticut. Um, I didn't want to get a wrap because uh, right. I wanted to be the only, the only one that's ever been, you know. And, I feel like that's totally San Diego doing one the way. Oh you yeah, did. yeah, yeah. And, and that's just me. Like, like I'm just not. Or just, or just like, how you I, want I just, it to be, yeah, not necessarily yeah. San Diego. But I, just, I feel like I could see that truck right on the shore. Very much, yeah. So uh, I talked to a, an artist friend of mine who's phenomenal. His name's Peter Laflush, and he oh he, he lives in Bethel. Yep, <laughs> he's a friend say. of the show. He's been on the podcast. Yeah, hell he's, yeah. He bro. actually sat right where you're sitting. Yeah, well, he, he's the one who painted the truck. <laughs> and uh, actually, I think. I, you know what? We him, talked him about that. Buddy, I can't Jim, believe I Jim forgot. Jim Tomaselli. Oh, my God. Um, spray cans and tips only because they tried using, like, like, uh, like an easier way to do it, like air guns, but they, they were clogging. And basically just a sunset ride on sunset, or sorry, a, a sunset on one side, a um, sunrise on the other side, and that's that was the whole inspiration. <laughs> I, and, and on the back, they made, like, an island, like, with a tree out of it, you know? I feel stupid because Peter talked about this on the podcast. <laughs> and I just and I like it totally just slipped my memory just now. And I have to oh say a quick God. shout out to uh, the body shop that did it was Cretelli's in Danbury. Uh, an immaculate guy. He, he's the one who did the clear coat on it. Cool. And then uh, Eddie Killian, who owns Earth Movers in Danbury, was the one I had to get it painted in Earth Movers because I couldn't fit it into the garage of Cretelli's. So they had to, and like when you're painting, you have to like tie, tape it all. Oh, it was such a, it was such a shit. Yeah, show, Peter's awesome. Peter's awesome. amazing. For those awesome. listening, go oh, yeah. go back into our archive of podcasts and check yeah. out check out our episode. Just Google his name. The dude is yeah he's one of the best artists I've ever. And he lives in Bethel, and he's from he's killing it. Yeah, he's from like Another. Brewster area. I mean, he's he's great people. So, so many people are crushing it. So oh. it's so inspiring. But but yet like still on the up and up. You know what I mean? Still working their asses oh, off to oh. get. And and it's that funny it's that funny thing of like the illusion of like man that dude must be to like I mean I know Peter well to like oh man it's just like you're 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 we're still kind of grinding but like we're we're getting there and during the process I mean that's the coolest part is like you meet these people yourself included that you're like let's go yeah that's let's it pod this let's do cast, this you know? yeah <laughs> that's awesome no I totally agree that's awesome yeah you know before we were talking about how uh, in 2017. You were Connecticut Magazine 40 Under 40. <laughs> and I did some research, and I saw that, and that is so cool. And, like, the, the photo of you is so great. You're looking, yeah. you're looking great you know as you from? are now. That photo's from a wedding. Actually, Peter LaFlush's wedding. 
that I swear to God that look at you guys <laughs> best was, friends. It was like the best picture. I, I was like, I was light. Oh, that was a good time. I was light and everything. But I was going with this girl that I broke up with, and I gave it to a friend. And I'm like, Hey man, can you um can you just crop out that face? Because I have to send it to Connecticut Magazine, <laughs> and I'm like, please don't get any of her in there. I mean, she was she's good people, but just crop just crop out. Oh, it was hilarious. Right. But yeah, no, it, it was um it was an honor, man, no doubt about it, and it was. Uh, yeah, the good people at Connecticut Magazine have bestowed some goodness on us for sure. I mean, that's um I mean, Eric Offgang is is a is a, a a big lover of the truck and he's definitely helped out um and gotten us on the map and and uh it's great, man. I mean, we go to Gastro Park quite a bit up in West Hartford as well, which is so cool because it's as many people know us around here up there, they've heard of us. So now they get to experience it and it's such such a cool um, it's a, kind of like a rebirth to a certain degree, which is which is a lot of fun, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, that is so great. Yeah, yeah we were talking about Eric Offkane before. How how great is he? Yeah, again, there's another, a shot. I'm looking another, at it right now. Yeah, there it is. The 40 <laughs> under 40 class of 2017. Yeah, there you go, man. Got the chops on that one. That yeah, is really, that's yeah. great though, man. I mean, to be recognized like that, I, honestly, it, it because yeah. because like you were saying. Um, you didn't go to culinary school and, and actually so many people I speak to have gone to culinary school. Yeah. Um, probably, you know, not all my guests, but most. And, uh, I think it's so cool that, you know, you kind of just, it was just something you were passionate about and you rolled with it and you're, and you're crushing it. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's, uh, I think being a lifer in the industry, uh, definitely helped, you know, and then I, I was never afraid to cook and I, and I had a lot of chef friends and, people that I would we'd go over their house afterwards and I would just kind of watch or or you know jump in myself and trial and error like anything you know um but I definitely respect that it's like my my fiance Deb went to culinary school <laughs> it's a good one see look at that dude look at that. I mean my god like I, I gotta get that cheese. I love it critically acclaimed um, San Diego style oh, burritos Jesus. that's so cool man to yeah. have your to have something you did critically acclaimed in the state to be something from another to from another state that that's authentic. Yeah, that is so cool. Yeah, I mean, so I, I mean, honestly, that that was at the end of the day. That's and that's the thing. Like the award, it, it's awesome. It's awesome, man. And and it's. Uh, I was gonna say my my fiance is actually went to culinary school, and I'm like, you're a chef, and she's like, fuck you, I don't want to hear it. Like, <laughs> but it, but it's like everyone has that preconceived whatever. But to me, it truly, it's like if you went to school and you're doing like Jeff Taby, we talk about, you know, he is phenomenal, one of the best chefs in the state, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Um, like I work for him, but, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know all the fuck about it. But he, uh, I mean, even if he hadn't, like the 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 work he's put in at the places he's put in is just shows how far he's gotten. Whether he's making a burger or making you, you know, I mean, uh, noodles or make whatever the hell he's making you, it's just it speaks volumes. Like for me, I don't have that that breadth of of that much like like in just kitchen area. But I know what I can do, and I know that if I'm going to do it, very yeah. simple, Jeff, I'm not going to do it bad. Like, I'm going to do it well. Yeah. Because I would never, for me, money is never, ever, almost too low to a certain degree. I'm finally learning a little at 41, but money has never been my motivation at all, at fucking all. So if we're going to sell something and I want it to be something that I am wowed with, then everyone else better be wowed with it, you know, or at least yeah. enjoy the fuck out of it, man, you know? Yeah. No, I totally More agree. More than less. Right? I totally agree with everything you said, yeah. and... um. Jeff's a big fan of the show. He listens, so he's probably listening right now. So I'm sure he'll appreciate that. And uh, what's up, Jeff? And you know, uh, I actually what it is, I call Jeff. him the goat. 
and uh aka not, i think he not I, I think he likes slash hates it because <laughs> <laughs> i call him the goat he doesn't, he doesn't i'm like, like what's up buddy like, yeah. I, I, i'd say he's like he's like me in that same vein but different yeah. like in his because he's more entrenched in that world but yeah but yeah he's he's he, he likes he likes to win competitions he likes to sure he likes to be like because he is that good but i agree he's not he's not mr like hey look at me i'm gonna go no not myself. at all no and that's no, no. and that's why he's so great, and that's why I like even to, less than his brother, I would say. That's why sure. I like to I like yeah. to give him praise because uh, you know I feel like you know he he deserves it. And, totally agree, and, he, I, and he, I like to make him feel uncomfortable. He, he's a he's a quote unquote <laughs> kitchen rat, like a gym rat kind of oh, thing. Oh, he but, is. But he, he doesn't so do it for hard. the glory. He does it because that's what he fucking loves. That's, right. Like he loves it. Like for me, I would say I use this opportunity to grow and grow other things, and I would like to. Do a few other, con- you know, possibly a few other things or whatever. But but I have this kind of idea of where I want to go with it. For him, it's like out of the kitchen is not like in the kitchen is where that motherfucker. I mean, like that, you know, in the best way, Jeff. You know this. It, it's like he just he's he's got it, you know, which is pretty cool. He does. And for him to be great. in this area and in Bethel, you know, it's like I just um, it's great for everyone because it just should kind of awaken the idea that. You know, um, there's so much around. Or, or I, I hate that I don't know her name, but um, the head chef of the note who won Chopped as well. I mean, it's just Kaylin. Kaylin, yeah. And and I and friend I, of the I, show. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not surprised at all. Uh, but it's you know, it, as much as I know of, obviously they're in my backyard. You know, uh, Nachi in the note. It's it's that whole thing of people. I was getting a haircut today, and someone mentioned that, and it's so cool because it's like as much as again, like I I totally slipped on Caitlin's name, and I. I respect the fact that she's doing what she's doing and Jeff's doing what he's doing and I'm doing what I'm doing. Like people are just doing their things. Uh, but for the most part, they're doing it because that's they just want to make it their own impression and the response to that is makes you know, it's, it's a all win, love. It's a win win for everybody. It's know? all love it's and it's so man. cool because when Kaylin came on the show, uh, we had a great chat yeah. on um uh, in front of No outside and uh, it was wonderful and she is so cool. So cool. So cool. I mean, again, I don't very, know her intimately, but, but I, I have heard, I know a few and people she loves for her Jeff, and, she, yep. and we talked about Jeff, and, and just, you know, loves Bethel, yeah. as most do. She's put her mark on it at this point. I mean, and, it, it's uh, pretty cool. It's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, and Notch is, like, you know, like we were saying, Notch is so good. Such a great place. The pizza's fantastic. They got some wings there. Sesame wings. sesame garlic wings that blew my mind, dude. I gotta, I, you know, I got blew to, my mind. It, to be totally fair, I don't go to Knott's as much, and there's no other reason why not. I but go like, there with I Eric need, Golf I Gang, need, like I should, you, me, you know, and Eric. I, in, in you, me, and Eric, we'll go in, hang out in like Flynn, man. I love that. Yeah, and he's living at Bethel now. Yeah, so even we gone. went there once. I got the sesame gone. garlic hey, Jeff, wings. I remember that. We'll get, we'll get we'll get the whole you know. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah. We'll get him. We'll get him to come by for sure. That'd be great. We'll see if Kalen's around. We'll get. We'll get a round table. Everyone listening. Thank you so much for listening to part one of a two-part podcast episode with my man, the great and powerful Paul Mannion of the Green Grunion Food Truck. Stay tuned next week for part two. Yet again, another episode of Sweeten Up is in the books. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate your feedback and support. As a reminder, you can play the podcast with the help of your smart speaker by simply saying, play the podcast Sweeten Up with Jeff Spencer. Thank you as always to my best friends, the guys who make it all possible. 
Post-production and music, Morgan Lutze. Production and art director, Kurt Vinci. Editor and writer, Nick Passacretta. And a special thanks, as always, to Devin Sapelli. Like I said at the top, next week will be part two of our two-part podcast episode with Paul Mannion of the Green Grunion Food Truck. I hope you will join us. But until then, you know the deal. Stay safe, stay healthy. Love you all. Peace.